Welcome to the Headmasters Podcast. I'm glad to be back after taking a little break after uh, trying to recover from the trips that I've had with uh, our seniors and uh, just a lot of good things going on in our school. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the uh, studies that show some distinctive and positive outcomes that are evident in graduates from classical Christian schools. A lot of times we can wonder what is the difference? Why, you know, why be a classical Christian school? Well, there are some meaningful differences that we are finding lots of research is is supporting a unique and and really great difference when uh, students receive the kind of education we offer here. So stay tuned for that. Before we jump into that, let me give you a few quick announcements. So if you're listening to this podcast as it drops, uh, Friday, April 7th is Good Friday. We do not have school. Um, The following Friday, April 14th, progress reports uh, will be sent out after that period. So the progress reporting period goes through April 14th. Be aware of uh, looking for those progress reports. And then the following Monday after that is April 21. And we will be having a coffee with the headmaster that morning. So stay tuned for that and uh, look for um, announcements and some some things if you want to attend that. All right, guys, let's jump right in and uh, let's talk about some of those classical differences. What's what's different about graduates from classical Christian schools? Let's talk about the differences that we see in graduates from classical Christian schools compared to graduates from other kinds of schools. Now, it's real tempting always to just kind of look at anecdotes. Look at this story here, that person over there, I heard of a case over this place. So, What we've done and what we've looked at is a special study. It's called the Good Soil Report. And in the Good Soil Report, it looks at um, a long study of graduates from different kinds of schools. Now, what they did is they studied graduates ages 24 to 42 years old who graduated from different kinds of schools. So the categories they put them in were public, a secular private school. A lot of these are what you might think of as your sort of generic college preparatory schools. Um, Catholic schools, your generic evangelical Christian schools, um, a homeschool, and um, those that come from classical Christian schools. So um, they surveyed these graduates from these different kinds of of schools and uh, wanted to see, is there any difference between them? Are there trends? Are there statistics? Is there some something we can find in this data that shows any kind of unique um, outcomes for classical Christian schools? And I also looked at um, a dissertation uh, that Dr. Squires put together that studied qualitatively the um, outcomes of classical Christian schools. And so I'll be looking at some of this data. Now, A lot of this information is better seen than it is heard, so I'm going to attempt to describe this to you um, as this will all be auditory, Um, but this is a presentation I often give with a PowerPoint slide deck, so um, we'll see how well this translates into audio. 
But one of the things I want to just say up front is that this report, which was also, by the way, put together by a sociologist at Notre Dame. So this is a, a scholarly, accredited, re, you know, this is the this is put together with, from somebody who does this kind of research at a very high level, um, that this research bears out something really impressive about classical Christian schools. And one of the reasons I want to share these outcomes with you is because um, what we do is different. And a lot of times we're looking around at other schools and what other people are doing, and we're wondering, why do we have to do it differently? Why can't we be like these other schools over here? Why can't we just change this thing I don't like about classical and maybe do it this other way that I see people at other schools and they seem to be fine? And the reason is that there is a classical difference. Um, There is something that the classical way uh, seems to bear a very different kind of fruit and that's really what we're trying to pursue here. And that's why um, we're different in, these, in some of the ways that we are. So the first category of these differences is looking at how uh, students are prepared for college and career. And when graduates were asked how well prepared they were for college by their high school, um, the highest group of students who said they felt well prepared for college was by far the classical Christian schools. Um, they were coming in um, around 85 80, uh, 85%. Um, the next highest group were Catholic schools, and that group would come in at about 70%. And then below them was college prep, followed by homeschool, then evangelical graduates, and then public school graduates, which only about half of them would say they were well-prepared for college by their high school. Asking graduates, how did you do in college? Um, What were your grades? How many of you would say you earned, um, first of all, how many of you earned a bachelor's degree or higher in higher ed? Once again, graduates from classical Christian schools um, by far did better. Almost 90% of graduates from classical Christian schools get a bachelor's degree or higher in college. Whereas uh, the next highest group would be college prep schools. Uh, Those secular preparatory private schools are coming in close to about 77%. And then Catholic schools followed by evangelical schools, then public schools, and then um, public schools, um, we're talking about about 65% or so, would say they earned a, a college degree or higher. Whereas homeschoolers come in at about 45%, pretty low below the rest. Um, How many of them said that they earned A's or mostly A's in college? And once again, classical Christian school graduates were at the top. Over 50% would say that they earned A's or mostly A's in college. Uh, The next highest group would be the homeschooling group that probably is about 45% of them said they earned A's or mostly A's. And then college prep, about 35% um, is next. The lowest group in this one is actually the evangelical private Christian schools. So those ones, the generic uh, private Christian school, um, doesn't. uh, those students would say on the whole um, they are not earning A's or mostly A's in college. Um, How many students uh, or graduates said that they felt well prepared for their job? And once again... The highest group in this was uh, classical Christian school graduates, um, about um, a little over 70% um, would say they felt well prepared for their job. 
Next were secular pri uh, private preparatory um, high schools, and they're about 70%, followed by Catholic schools, home schools, um, evangelical schools second to last at about 50%, and then public school uh, graduates, uh, you know, they're lagging around 40%, way below the rest. Um, another good indicator or something we look at are test scores. Um, and so uh, the ACCS, um, the Association of Classical Christian Schools, they keep track of their students and how uh, they are doing with uh, their test results. Um, every year it's different, but um, on the SAT, um, a lot of times they're scoring around, on average, uh, graduates from classical Christian schools at about um, 1250 is about their average score. Whereas the rest of the nation often uh, just is about, um, you know, 1,050, 1,060, it'll, it'll be in there. So there's almost a 200-point difference in SAT average scores between classical schools and the rest of the nation. Um, and if you look at KPA, we're doing about the same, that we score about 200 points on average higher on the SAT than the average student in Texas. Similarly for the ACT, um, the composite score that you get from the ACCS, once again varies from year to year, but it'll be between 25 and 26 on the ACT. And the nation as a whole will do about a 20 to 21. And I would say, once again, KPA's scores are right in that same area with the ACCS, that our, um, our average will vary, but... Um, has, has resided in that 24-25 range. Um, in Dr. Squire's dissertation, he would interview students and ask them what was it like um, being a graduate from a classical Christian school and how did that impact this area of your life? And here's something one of the students said, quote, there was a unified belief expressed that the Christian, oh, sorry, this is from Dr. Squire's first, he said, there was a unified belief expressed that the Christian paideia experience at their classical Christian schools had given them something distinctly superior to most of their colleagues at the university. This intangible quality allowed these students to engage in and sustain the great conversation of Western civilization. Evan, one of the students he interviewed, elaborated on this understanding, quote, I come from such a rich academic background that not only am I prepared by facts and intellectually in comprehension to engage this text, but I derive meaning from it and I derive deeper lessons that lay underneath. Um, really impressive thing to hear a student, um, a graduate from classical school, recognize that there was something deeper and richer they were getting out of their college education because of how they had been prepared for that. Um, in another part of his dissertation, um, Dr. Squires has this to say, and this is a good transition to another outcome. So before I, I read this, I, I want to mention that what I just talked about were some of the, the studies on college and career. And for a lot of schools, they just stop there and say that's the whole purpose of what they do. But what we're doing at KPA is different. We see um, our main outcome is not really college and career. I would say that that is a great secondary outcome, that our students are incredibly well prepared for careers and for higher education. 
Um, but there are other things that we value, I would say, even more than those things. And one of those is how are they practicing their Christian life? And so this is our next segment. What does the Christian life look like for the graduates from these different schools? And Dr. Squires um, has this to say in his uh, dissertation, quote, a major commendation shared by Mont about his classical high school uh, was his perception of the successful formation of godly character in his classmates. He remarked, every student I've graduated, graduated with and known, they are people of high character, people who do take their faith very seriously. They're not shy about their faith. It's not a cultural Christianity. Again, he attributed this genuine faith development to the teaching received from his classical Christian high school. So we wanted... Uh, it's it's encouraging to see students say that their classical Christian high school played a formative role in them growing mature in their faith and taking it seriously. Um, studying those outcomes, going back to the Good Soil Report, here are some of the things that they found. From the graduates from all these different kinds of schools, which one is at the top of saying that they accept the authority of the church and church leadership? Well, graduates from classical Christian schools, in fact, about 70% of them, of those graduates, would agree and accept the authority of the church and church leadership. The next highest groups are evangelical and homeschool groups, and those graduates are less than 50%. So the ACCS graduates, the classical Christian school graduates, are above at about 70%. The next highest group is around 50 and when you go to Catholic and prep and public schools, um, we're dabbling now uh, below 40% in those outcomes. How many would say that they regularly volunteer for organizations that help the poor and the elderly? And classical Christian school graduates are at about uh, 22% there, whereas um, the next highest is uh, Catholic school, those who graduate from Catholic schools that are around 14%. Um, so a marked difference in those that volunteer to help the poor and elderly. How many have family time where they talk about God, which was, for the purposes of this survey, defined as more than three times a week? And graduates from classical Christian schools um, were at about 80% um, of them would say that their family talks about God, whereas homeschool and evangelical graduates are um, coming in close to 63% Catholic um, graduates from Catholic high schools at about you know, a little over 50%. And then the public schools and college preparatory schools are closer to 40, 45%. How many uh, would say that they log um, a significant number of volunteer hours that were defined by the survey? And once again, the highest group of that would be graduates from classical Christian schools. Um, around 50, over 55% would say they um, log volunteer hours regularly. Um, whereas the next highest group is below 50%. Um, Catholic, um, graduates from Catholic schools would be at about 45%. Um, then below them is homeschool and public school graduates, which regularly um, would say that they're just under 43%. And the lowest group in this one is actually graduates from a generic evangelical Christian school. Um, so it's good to see um, volunteering and service to be a marked difference for classical Christian um, graduates, as opposed to when you compare that just to the generic evangelical ones 
they are actually, as a group, um, doing the least amount of volunteer work. Um, what about things like how many graduates from these schools would be um, would enter into lifestyles that are unbiblical, like living together with somebody before they're married? And um, it's really remarkable um, that in this, uh, the ACCS graduates are actually almost at zero. Um, so the classical Christian school students are just a trace of a percent. Um, whereas in the other outcomes, they are um, more likely to be living with somebody uh, before they're married. How many end up divorced or separated? And once again, the lowest in that group would be the classical Christian schools, that um, they tend um, not to get divorced or separated after married as a group, um, whereas the other ones are um, much higher than that. How often do they attend religious services? Um, and so the largest group um, would be um, classical Christian schools. And this was defined by those who would attend church more than three times per month or some kind of religious service. Um, so the classical Christian schools are almost at 90%, just under that. But um, evangelical and homeschool graduates are pro just around 65%. Um, so a significant difference in the classical Christian um, schools. And then um, public school, college prep, and Catholic schools are, are way behind, um, you know, around 40, between 40 and 30 percent for, for those three. How many are uh, attending a, some kind of religious small group? Once again, classical Christian school graduates top the list at, um, you know, over um, 80 percent easily. Um, whereas evangelical and homeschool um, graduates are next, just north of 55%, and then um, significant numbers uh, of public and Catholic schools, those are going to be around 25 to you know 35% for them. Um, the question was put to those surveyed, how many of you would agree that you have an obligation to regularly practice spiritual disciplines? And the, those that would answer that affirmatively and, and agree with it, the largest group, again, were the classical Christian schools. Um, just under 60% of those graduates would say they have an obligation to regularly practice spiritual disciplines. The next highest ones were the evangelical and homeschool graduates, and those students um, are at about 45% of those graduates would say they have that obligation. And then it goes down from there. Um, with the Catholic public school and college prep school. Um, how many would say that they read their Bible, uh, or sorry, read something of a religious, religious literature, um, some, do some reading of religious literature, not including the Bible, at, um, more than once a month? And the highest group here is the classical Christian school graduates. You're seeing a pattern. The classical Christian school graduates tend to be topping the list here. Um, homeschool students were the next highest at about 50%. Just a little below that were the evangelical and Catholic um, school graduates. And then college prep and public school graduates were the lowest. Um, just to put that into pers uh, to perspective, how many they were asked how many are more likely to pray alone, not just in a corporate setting. And the classical Christian school graduates were 
almost two and a half times um, more likely to pray alone and almost two times more likely than even graduates of generic evangelical schools to pray alone. They were asked how, um, how much more likely you are to um, read religious literature and um, the ACCS graduates are over six and a half times more likely to be readers of uh, religious literature than, than um, others. So um, really good outcomes that we, we would want to look at. Um, so um, one other quote on this from Dr. Squire's dissertation. Um, he says, an additional transcendent benefit and tool that was advantageous in the adult life of participants was the impartation of a Christ-centered worldview, alluding to the ideal partnership that should occur in a Christian paideia between church, family, and school. Roger commented, my Christian faith is probably quite a bit stronger than it would be if the only religious influence that I got was church or my parents. Most every day, it seemed like you were learning. All right, let's talk about the next area, moving out of Christian practice and moving into um, being an influencer. So the Good Soil Report um, would ask, to what extent can you impact community and politics? And um, what they found is that um, graduates from classical Christian schools were the most likely ones to believe that they were willing and able to make that impact in community and politics. Um, more than any graduates as a group from any other school. The next largest group after the classical Christian school graduates were the Catholic school graduates, followed by, who are about tied, actually, with the college prep. The next ones would be public school graduates, and then evangelical and homeschool graduates were at the tail end of this one. Um, so as we're thinking about raising up students to have an influence in our culture, um, this is an important thing that we'd like to see more uh, see from them is to have this good influence. Um, they were asked, how many would agree that they have an obligation to take action against something that is wrong or some injustice? Graduates from classical Christian schools were the top answers who said that they agree that they have an obligation to take action against something that's wrong or some injustice. At about 45% of the graduates would say that. The next highest group were college preparatory schools, those secular private schools, at about 30%. So a huge difference between first and second there. And then the next highest were public school students who graduated at about 26%. And then um, Catholic, evangelical, and homeschool graduates were all about tied at around 25% or so, give or take a percent between them. So um, a big difference for those ACCS graduates at about 45% saying they have a, an obligation to take uh, action against what is wrong or what's unjust. Um, how involved are you in organizations outside of church? And um, those that were over the median mark of these groups, um, we had more students in, the a in, in classical Christian schools who are above the average in number of organizations that participate um, outside of their church. So nearly 90% of classical Christian school students are above the average in that kind of participation. Homeschool and evangelical school graduates were next, but they're below 70%, you know, 68, 65%. Um, so classical Christian school graduates are 
remarkably above those, over, you know, 20%, you know, 25% above uh, or nearly uh, nearly 20% above them. Um, college preparatory secular schools are, you know, closer to 40%, um, followed by public school graduates who are close to 35 and then Catholic school graduates who are close to 30%. So being involved in more um, para- in, in organizations outside of church, classical Christian school graduates um, are doing more there. Um, so Dr. Squire says this about um, students that I, I saw as relevant to this, this marker of influence. He says, this paradigm was brought to fruition through the instilled paideia conviction that the Christian worldview should pertain to every dimension of life. Ideas formed through the Christian worldview were expected to translate into actions that wholly affected connections, such as school, work, family, friends, church, etc. And so we want our students, and it looks like the fruit is bearing this out, to see not their Christian faith segregated and siloed off to something on the side, but we want this to be something that is uh, integrated in their life, that they see that their Christian faith applies to um, all these areas. Um, the next area, the next kind of heading, moving out of influencer to um, the heading of being conservative and traditional, we see, once again, a lot of data that supports this that graduates from classical Christian schools tend to be um, more conservative and traditional. So when asked, how many of you believe that the Bible is an infallible guide for personal faith and behavior? Graduates of classical Christian school um, come in um, well over, uh, a little over 80% um, saying that they believe that. They're the top respondents. Evangelical graduates from those generic um, Christian uh, private schools they would say about only 73% of them would say that the Bible is an infallible guide for personal faith and behavior. The third group, third highest, would be from homeschooling groups, which would be, uh, looks like around 60%, a little higher. And then after that, it drops off big time. Uh, The fourth group would be graduates from public schools, which are just below 38%. And then just below them is Catholic schools, um, and then below them are graduates from uh, private, secular, college preparatory schools. Um, how many of you uh, of the graduates would say that there are errors in the Bible regarding science or history? And here's an interesting one. Uh, the, uh, we want this one to be low, and the lowest group would be those from classical Christian schools. Um, looks like they're around 18% or so on on that. That's the number of graduates who would say there are errors in the Bible. But look at this. Um, The next lowest group would be from evangelical, those sort of uh, generic evangelical Christian schools, and they're at more like 25%. And then above that is homeschoolers coming in closer, you know, to 28 or so. And then it jumps up big to college preparatory schools, um, a little over 40%. Public school graduates are a little over that. But interestingly, the highest group of graduates who think that the Bible has errors in it regarding science and history are graduates from Catholic schools who are over 50%, almost a 60% of their graduates. It's like the school is actually teaching them to believe these things. Um. How many students uh, of these graduates continue to be lifelong learners, continue to read books? 
Um, how many would say that they read more than 10 books annually? Um, the highest group, classical Christian schools. Um, nearly 90% of graduates from classical Christian schools report that they read more than 10 books annually. The next highest group were homeschooling students who were about 70%. And then third would be graduates from the generic evangelical private schools around 67%. Um, and then it drops off big time. Um, fourth is uh, college preparatory uh, private secular schools. Their graduates are below 45%. Um, and so, and then it gets lower for public and Catholic school graduates. So, um, ACCS, the classical Christian school students, are doing measurably, remarkably better, um, not just in second place, but certainly from the other ones that dip down into the 30%. Um, how many would say that they read non-religious books? Um, and we found that graduates from classical Christian schools are more likely, almost 90% of them say they read non-religious books. Um, the next highest group would be homeschooling graduates who say that at about 70% they read non-religious groups, uh, sorry, non-religious books, and then private evangelical, you know, the generic uh, Christian school graduate is about, once again, 67%. Um, and then it goes down from there. The, these numbers are very similar to those that uh, of the total reading from the previous stat. Um, how many students who graduate from these schools would say that it is wrong or almost always wrong to have sex before marriage. And graduates from classical Christian schools are the top group. Nearly 80% of them would agree that premarital sex is morally wrong. The next highest group are homeschooling students who drop down considerably to about 68%, followed by the generic graduate from evangelical uh, private schools. Those are about 60%. So the, the, the classical Christian schools are nearly 80%, um, homeschoolers 68, e uh, the generic evangelical school, um, you know, let's say is around 60%. And then it drops off big time from there. So then fourth, um, the private uh, college preparatory schools are, you know, about 25% would say that, and it just gets lower and lower from there. Um, how many would say that gay marriage is morally wrong? And on this one, the classical Christian schools are even higher than the previous stat, um, coming in over 80%, near, um, almost getting up to 90%, would say that gay marriage is morally wrong. Um, homeschooling students uh, who graduated would be about 75% would say that. Um, the generic evangelical uh School graduate is about 70% would say that gay marriage is morally wrong. And then the big drop off to fourth, falling all the way down to about 40% from those private college preparatory schools. One of my favorite stats is this one, which is just to say, which group do you think is most likely to know, say that they know somebody um, that is uh, identifies as LGBT, and how many would, would say, and compare that to the fact that of what they believe about gay marriage being morally wrong? Well, you may be shocked to hear this, but the group that would say um, that uh, they, have, they know somebody, they have a relationship with somebody who identifies LGBT, the highest percentage group to say that would be classical Christian graduates. 
even though they're most likely to say gay marriage is morally wrong, that doesn't affect their ability or their desire to have friends and have relationships with people who identify as LGBT. Um, I think that is almost a model of exactly what we're trying to accomplish here, um, to know the truth but still to love people um, and not to be afraid uh, to have those relationships. Um, in Dr. Squire's dissertation, he says this that I think relates to this idea of being conservative and traditional. He says, unlike a relativistic culture where a variety of thoughts and ideas can diminish objective truth and theistic beliefs, participants depicted a strengthening of their Christian faith resulting from broader discussions. As shared by Gwyn, we looked at every view. We all believe in God and we believe he created the world, but my science teacher let us look at the different theories and beliefs and make our own decision. With a shared belief that all truth is God's truth, students were equipped with the ability to confidently explore a vast array of ideas without fear that God would somehow be refuted through the process. And so that's also a good segue into our next marker, uh, moving from the kind of conservative and traditional into uh, this realm of being independent thinkers. So how many... Um, this was a really interesting set of results where when we already saw that the group that would say the least, uh, that is as a whole going to say that there are not errors in the Bible regarding science and history, those would be the classical Christian school graduates, but they're also the ones that are most likely to say that science and religion are compatible. Well over 70% of students who graduate from classical Christian schools believe that, um, whereas the next highest group is at about 55% and all the rest fall below 50%. How many are willing to trust scientists? should also note this was a pre-COVID survey, but um, the classical Christian school graduates are just about tied. They're not the top one, but they're right up there with all of the, the top ones who tend to trust scientists. And the idea behind this is that we would say that graduates of classical Christian schools hold to their Christian beliefs, they don't believe the Bible has errors. They also trust science. And so um, all these things make for kind of a unique outcome that I think we would all want for our students. Um, another, another category to look at is life outcomes um, and their, their life outlook. So how many would agree or strongly agree in the survey to the statement, I have so much in life to be thankful for? Well, those with the highest sense of gratitude from this question were those from classical Christian schools. Nearly 80% of graduates from those schools said, I have so much to be thankful for. The next highest group was homeschoolers, who uh, were about 65%, um, said they had so much to be thankful for, followed by graduates from generic evangelical schools, who were about 62%. Um, and then below that, um, Catholic school graduates would say about 55, which is about the same as public schools, and then college preparatory schools were about 51%. Another important aspect of life outlook is just how uh, optimistic or pessimistic you are. So they had the question on the survey that said, I feel helpless dealing with life's problems. And on this one, um, the ACCS students, the classical Christian school students, are by far the ones with the lowest response. They would be the ones who would be who would mostly say uh, would mostly disagree with saying, "I feel helpless dealing with life's problems." Um, less than twenty percent 
would say they feel helpless dealing with life's problems. Whereas um, the other schools, all of the other graduates tend to hover between about 35 and 45% would say they feel helpless. So a measurable difference from classical Christian school graduates there. Um, They were asked, how often life lacks clear goals or sense of direction? And once again, the graduates from classical Christian schools were in the, the, the smallest group here. They would not say life lacks clear goals or a sense of direction. So less than 20% of, of classical Christian school graduates would say um, life lacks clear goals or a sense of direction. Whereas all of the other school types, we're going to say, uh, are between 30 and 45% would say that life often lacks clear goals or a sense of direction. So we're, we're really happy to, that, to see that as a whole, classical Christian school students would affirm purpose and direction and meaning to life. How many would say that they um, uh, had more close friends than the median score, so the average from, from the, the general population? Um, graduates from classical Christian schools, more than, almost 90% of them would say that uh, would report having more close friends than the average, whereas almost all of the other groups are at about 50% or less. Um, and certainly the, the evangelical uh, generic Christian school graduate and homeschool graduates are actually the bottom two categories there at about 38% of, around there for, for those groups. So um, graduates from classical Christian schools tended more often than not to report having more close friendships than those from other schools. Um, How many would say that their spirituality gives me a feeling of fulfillment? And nearly 80% of classical Christian school graduates would report that their spirituality gives them um, a sense of fulfillment. Evangelical and homeschool graduates were the next two highest groups, but they start at about 68%, um, and uh, and then it drops pretty considerably from there. Uh, public school graduates were the fourth highest at about 43%. And so um, just very remarkable difference in a sense of their spiritual fulfillment from graduates of classical Christian schools. They were asked, how, uh, how many of them believed that everything that happens, including my suffering, is part of God's plan? The highest group that agreed with that were classical Christian school graduates. Over 60% would say that, whereas just barely over 50% of evangelical generic Christian school graduates would say that. Um, less than 50% of homeschool graduates would say that, followed by about 45% of um, private, secular, college preparatory schools. So um, a remarkable, measurable difference in classical Christian school students seeing and agreeing that everything that happens, including my own suffering, is part of God's plan. Um, so I just hit you with a bunch of statistics, and I'll, I'll wrap this up real fast. But I just want to say that we don't just see this anecdotally. Um, we do see some remarkable things from our students, and I'm very proud of that. But what's truly remarkable um, is not just that it, that we see it in this story here or in that instance there, but there is a national trend of measurable differences 
in how students who graduate from classical Christian schools um, are remarkably different from graduates from other schools. Let's not forget that. When school is hard or when we're doing something that seems kind of weird, a kind of formal graded discussion, we're reading ancient literature, we're learning Latin, all these things seem to be part of a recipe that makes for a unique school and a unique graduate. And those are all things that are worth having. When I look at those outcomes and I see those, the, the, the different areas and questions that were asked, I want my own children to be those that are in that, that uh, classical Christian group. I want them to embody and exemplify all of those outcomes. So uh, don't, be, don't be discouraged by some hard home days. Don't be discouraged by some challenging schoolwork. Um, let's uh, press on knowing that the goal that we are reaching, the thing we are aiming for is attainable, it is good, and it is worth it. listening to this week's episode. I'm so always glad to hear from uh, our families who are listening. Uh, If you want to share this episode, you think somebody needs to hear it, please do that. Um, On on one one last time, the announcements for the upcoming few weeks. April 7th, we have Good Friday, no school. April 14th is the end of our progress reporting period, so uh, make sure grade books and assignments and work is all completed with your students up through April 14th. And then on April 21st, we will have a coffee with the headmaster, so look for uh, some more announcements and information as that is coming up. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.